Hello, it is NRL Fantasy Podcast time once again, sponsored by Yui. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm in the studio with fellow fantasy enthusiasts Don Brock and Steve Turner. Uh, we're here to talk all things NRL Fantasy. Steve, I know you had a, uh, a few distractions last week. You maybe uh, didn't quite have your eyes on the prize in a fantasy sense. We'll get to that in a little bit. No, you're right. CKS Origin <laughs> took over me and unfortunately, a bit of a slip up, but um, well, I had a few players in my side that didn't play, I just kept them in there. Origin took over the world last week. It did, so, yes. That's a, that's a decent excuse. Unfortunate that and it was Anthony a, Seabold rested two of his guns. Yeah, it was a rough week for a lot of uh, fantasy teams. I think I dodged most of the carnage, although Damien Cook was one that I had to sit out. Reese Martin, another late out that we'll talk about a little bit, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, rough week. But they're all back on deck this week. Yeah, fingers crossed, apart from Martin. We think. Um, <laughs> let's have a look at some teams, shall we? Uh, we've got Eels up against Souths to kick off the round on Thursday night. Eels coming off a win, which we haven't been able to say too much this year, although a, um, a Souths team bolstered by a whole bunch of Origin returnees uh, and sitting in third on the ladder may prove a, a tougher challenge than what the Cowboys threw at them in Darwin last week. Uh, they get Manu Mau back. Uh, he had a birth of child last week, so he sat out. Um, no other changes of note. Nathan Brown, probably the biggest talking point, although I personally enjoyed um, George Jennings' tackle-busting try-scoring. Yeah, of course. And Jared Hayne back with a, another couple yeah. of tries, uh, which was uh, good to see. Yeah, Nathan Brown's the big uh, fantasy talking point. Um, second game back from injury, first game in the starting team back, and he played the whole 80 and was enormous. Made 50 tackles, 200 metres. Um, base stats were amazing. Um, I think it's the first time this happened this year. You wrote a the story. First, yeah, it's the first 200-metre 50 tackle double. We've had a few monster efforts from the yeah. likes of Fafita and Jai Arrow and Ryan James, but no one's quite got to 50 and 200 previously. Yeah. So no easing back into things for Nathan Brown. Second game back, plays the 80 You know, in Darwin. It's the one place in Australia that's still hot right now, so <laughs> not the easiest place to play. So good signs for him. Um, I'm strongly considering snapping him up for the run home. Else? That's what I was going to say, Dom. Is he worth a buy at 7.59, considering the rep period and um, yeah, obviously getting through that 80-minute yeah. performance on the weekend mm. and with the rep period? There's obviously an opportunity to get him into your side. Is he worth the pick? Yeah, I, I, think, I think so. He won't play 80 every week, but the signs are good mm. that he can do it you know, a lot of weeks. Um, as I've said before, he scored, I think, 58 points a game last year when he played more than uh, 60 minutes in a game. So... If he can do anything like that, like if he can score 55 a game, he's still yeah. 100k or something cheaper than uh, Jake Trebojevic. So, yeah, I think he's a really good buy. I mean, they've got the buy in round 17, so for overall points, you know, he's yeah. not amazing. But every, you know, all Origin players and half the comp have a buy in round 17, so that's no big loss. So yeah, I really like him. He's not really available at a discount for in terms of his own starting price. But like you say, a little bit cheaper than some of those other top tier guns. Yep. Um, Otherwise, I don't know if Jared Haynes quite a buy after <laughs> one decent score in, no. in 14 weeks. He was quite involved tries. though, Jared, which was good to see for <coughs> Eels fans. But yeah, um, needs more tries, I think, to keep, to keep that up. Different beasts this week, as you said, CK, playing yeah. the Bunnies with yeah. four Origin players back. That'll be tough. Let's have a look at the Bunnies. Um, all four Origin reps are back, which has a bit of a reshuffle in the forward pack. Um, not great for anyone who's still running with Cameron Murray, who's probably a sell once again. Um, Angus Crichton and Damien Cook will be very welcome additions, I'm sure, to plenty of fantasy coaches, though. Sure will be. I missed them last week, Damien Cook and Angus Crichton. When Cook's averaging 63, Crichton averaging 54 for the season. Yep. be handy to have those two men back, but 
Cameron Murray has been the talk of our podcast nearly all season. Buy, sell, buy, sell. <laughs> yeah. Where do you put him? It's but so frustrating because he's, he's obviously a keeper <laughs> if he does start at lock, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen when the Burgess brothers are there. Um, there's a bit of talk about whether it's worth keeping him, uh, thinking that the Burgesses will be rested after the Denver test in round 16, but I don't know if that's going to happen. They play on uh, Sunday at 4 o'clock that week, so they've got eight days to recover from the mm. Denver test. They've got to fly across, <coughs> across the world, but still, I think it's a good chance that Sam Burgess backs up. So at this stage, it looks like Murray's coming off the bench for the rest of the season. I mean, he might play if they rest the Origin Stars again, you know, after Origin 2 or 3, then he could get some more minutes then, but, you know, it's a bit of a gamble. It seems like he's just going to be in and out for the remainder of the season, yeah. isn't he? And he's not, I mean, he can still score 40 points a game or something from the bench, but... Yeah, there's no guarantee about his minutes mm. anymore. Given how much he relies on tackles as well, he's not someone like a, a yeah. kicker or a pangai yeah, who true. can rack up 60 yeah. points in half an hour. He needs to, to get those minutes on field. Anyone else worth talking about? Sam Burgess is a bit of a, a spent force in fantasy. At the, at yeah. The, even though he's playing well in, in footy terms, he's not really pumping out any, any big fantasy scores. Yeah, I think they're sharing it around with um, <coughs> him, and, him and the Twins. So, yeah, he's, I mean, he's cheap, but until he starts scoring, you know, a few big scores in a row, it's not really worth looking at him, I don't think. No, not at all, especially you say you've got Nathan Brown, who's 80-minute play, you've got you know, Martin Tapao, you've yeah. got... There's a lot of options. There's a lot of other options, and as you said, it's almost like... They're a bit like the the Dragons forward pack, aren't yeah. they, the Rabbitohs? They're sort of... Yeah. Points are coming from a lot of the group, whereas um, some of those other sides, um, there's individuals standing out. Yep. Let's have a look at the, um, the Cowboys. They probably are one of those sides with, uh, with Jason Tamalolo putting in uh, some big efforts Recently, they've actually got quite a few changes this week. Some of them, uh, without wanting to be harsh on any of the individuals who are out of the team, a little bit overdue. Um, uh, Winterstein and O'Neill both out of the uh, the back line. Ethan Lowe out of the, the four pack. A few reinforcements in. Um, Scott Bolton back. Cohen Hess starting. Um, so a few reshuffles in their forward pack. Fantasy-wise, I guess, Anari Tuala, who was on track for a very mediocre score yeah. until Eels kicked out on the full in the... 79th minute and he beat half the team to score 10 I seconds cheering full on that time. try yeah a couple of tackle breaks line break yeah and a try so scores of 50 and 44 51 and 44 in his first two games uh, in the starting side at center is not too shabby he's up to 318,000 now um, not the super cheap cash cow he was but he's going to keep making money at this stage if he keeps getting tries especially um, otherwise yeah it's pretty much Tomololo Anything else in that? Well, Be- Benny Hampton's an interesting one, hasn't he? Like he's, we've spoken he's about, back how on the bench. Yeah. he's back on the bench. He's what, averaging thirty-five. He's a dual position player, five hundred and forty-two k. But yeah, it's almost like the last few weeks he's fallen out of favour up yeah. there. Like yeah, what has happened? Because I think we spoke about it early in the season. He had twelve tackle breaks in a game against the West Tigers. Yeah. He's probably their mm. star performer in their back line, and Austin then Hicks just the tackles. Yeah, made a stack starting in the centres he was playing, um, and then just yeah, it's like. Just mm. almost fallen out of favour. Yeah. Now. A few weeks ago, when we were first talking about um, Tuala in the centres, we were saying so he was he got a starting spot alongside Hampton, and Kane Linnett was there, and we thought, oh, maybe Linnett would bump yeah. Tuala out, and now Linnett's in, and he's bumped Hampton out. Yes. Hampton's gone to the bench. He's mm. out of the whole seventeen last week. Back on the bench this week. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously a good utility option off the bench, but it does look like he's out of favour for mm. him played all Absolutely. Last week, yeah. so. Well, probably not. It's not worth. 
Oh, he's not from not worth anything. It's no, interesting from a footy sense. Like yeah. two weeks ago, he didn't get on the field. I don't think. And then yeah. last week, he was out of the seventeen altogether, and they had their probably worst game of the year. Yeah. Now he's back this year. I think he probably deserves at least to be on the bench, if not starting. Yeah. Um, I, I can see a few more changes until they start winning again. The Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they face the Warriors uh, up there in Townsville. Warriors been going pretty good, although Townsville, I don't think, has been the happiest of hunting grounds for them. They get Roger Tuivasa-Sheck back from injury, which pushes. Peter Hiku into the centres. Um, Sean Johnson back with an almighty bang last week, and uh, Tohu Harris keeps on uh, chugging along as well. Yeah, those two are probably both must-have players uh, if you're playing for overall points, considering they play in uh, round 17, and not many big guns do. I think there's only maybe two other players who can be expected to score 50 points a game who will be available in round 17. So get those guys in. Harris is coming off his best score of the season, 69. Sean Johnson's just been great whenever he's played. He's missed a lot of games, but when he's played, he's been fantastic. Yep. I've actually just picked up Sean Johnson this yeah, week, nice. Dom. Mm. So with, I know we'll touch on it a little <coughs> bit later, but with Appy Corrissau picking up that injury, which will mm. see him sidelined for, what, eight to ten weeks, Yeah, I've brought Sean Johnson it's into my side. So Especially uh, with Corrissau out, yep. Ryan Madison's still out, and uh, Cherry Emmons not kicking, and Nathan Cleary yeah, not kicking yep. goals at the Panthers. Like, Johnson's kind of it. He's the by far the standout half right now. Mm. He can score in a lot of ways so I think you really need to get him in your team if you can. Well he plays this weekend but does he play the following game? Yeah, who knows. <laughs> Is he going to get picked for New Zealand we assume? Well if he plays, you know he played really well last week, yeah. he's probably going to play well again this week. They don't have Kieran Four and they don't have Benji Marshall. They're looking at Cody Nikarima and Tamari Martin as being potentially frontline Harbs. Harbs for the, the test team. They You'd probably think he'd get picked, Sean Johnson. I mean, he's obviously their best option, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly what this Kiwis team's going to end up looking yeah. like. I mean, who does? You know, Michael Maguire's the new coach. He's going to take some, some different options, we yeah. think. But the Warriors have said, basically in as many words, that the guys who have to fly over to Denver won't be forced to back up the weekend after. So um, who's that leaf? Hiku, Torhu Harris, Sean Johnson, Could all these sort of guys. Potentially Ken Mamalo all sitting out. Um, yep. That round 16 game, so a bit of a fantasy risk for the... Yeah, for buying him right now, yeah. I mean, it's one of those ones I'm happy I've got him already, so I don't have to worry about it too much. If he misses round 16, he does. I'll look for you know, yeah. an alternative then, but um, yeah, wait and see. I'm in the same position as Zap. I'm stuck with Appy Corrissau, who's now at for 8 to 10. I need a half, and you know, Cleary and DCE, these guys aren't scoring that well. Sean Johnson's the obvious answer. I've got the cash to buy him, but I don't want to buy him and then lose him for round 16. So. I mean, at least he's going. Adam Reynolds, I know yeah. Adam Reynolds an option. He is. I mean, his scoring's been up and down. He's been a keeper before. South's had a really good draw. They obviously have the buy in 17, the Bunnies. Yeah, but the games they play in the next five or six weeks, yeah. they should win probably all of them, which is good news for a half. Might have a few goals to kick this weekend yeah, exactly. against Parra. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Doubting Paramount. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so obviously the halves are. Yeah, um, they're thin on the ground. And yeah. Johnson, I mean, you're going to at least want him for the run home. Yeah. So after round 16, <coughs> everyone's going to want him. So I don't know. Yeah. 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 Depends what you need. If, if, if you're going to have to buy two halves anyway, get Johnson yeah. maybe now and get someone else round yep. 16 if he misses out. It depends what your team's looking like. Mm. Fair enough. Game three. Friday night at Allianz Stadium, the Roosters against the Panthers. Probably the game of the round, looking at this. Yep, it um, should be a belter. Roosters, uh, no real changes there. Slight um, positional reshuffle in the forward pack, but otherwise steady as she goes. 
Um, no major talking points. Tedesco's going well. Ryan Madison's still out. Yeah, that's basically it. Madison's expected to back around 16, but then they've got the bye around 17, so they might give him another couple of weeks. not back to around 18 then. Yeah, been a frustrating one for those uh, who have him. Um, Mitchell Orbison starts in the second row this week. Do we buy Mitchell Orbison? Do we buy Mitchell? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Jokes. Yeah, there's not a lot happening at the Roosters. No. Apart from Tedesco was fantastic. If only he scored all those points, exactly. he would have made an origin in... Uh, yeah, exactly. NRL last week, but yeah, he was amazing in Origin One. That's yeah, he was just couldn't be tackled. Um, Latrell was going pretty yeah, well. Going I great. thought he was going to score a hundred when he smashed through for that long range try yep. assist at the start of the game, and then as Latrell does, he had a fifty odd minute period where he didn't do anything. But I, I can see him having a bit of a run there on the run home. Um, yeah, full of confidence after that Blues performance. Good signs for I suppose the Roosters and yeah fans to see someone like him back up after yeah. his mm. first Origin game and. You know, and he's so dominant back as well. well. Yeah, so dominant, yeah, for a young kid in his first outing. It's quite impressive and great good sign. signs for the Roosters. Yeah. They, uh, they face the Panthers, who just keep on winning games despite all the injuries. Um, sad news during the week, Peter Wallace uh, calls time on his NRL career. It's certainly one of the toughest that I think I've yeah. ever seen play. But he's been out for a while already, and uh, Sione Katoa now uh, set to be their starting hooker for the run home. Um, Viliami Kikau, he's not playing this week, but he'll be back fairly soon. Nathan Cleary, we mentioned, only 33, um, as James Maloney keeps the goals. Um, any other fantasy talking points there? Well, the Sioni Katoa is an interesting... Is he a worthy pick-up um, at his price into the hook? Is he, I think, is he a dual-position player, Sioni Katoa, or is he just listed as a hooker? I don't know. I haven't considered him, to be honest. I, I think he's just in between. Like, he's not a keeper. He's not one of the... You know, he's nowhere near mm. the Damien yeah. Cook... Uh, you know, bracket, and also if you want a cheap hooker, there's another one at yeah. earlier this week. Who, yeah, uh, the young rookie. Yeah. a lot cheaper. So uh, I probably would skip him. Um, no, yeah, Nathan Cleary's low score is the real head scratcher for me here. Um, is he going to kick goals again? I mean, he might be the best goal kicker in the NRL. And he's well, I remember I, I spoke to Jimmy Maloney about a month ago when Nathan came back. He yeah. said, I'm happy to hand the reins back over when yeah. Nathan feels comfortable, but. But there's no, just, there's no yeah. need for him to... No, exactly, because Jimmy Mighty kicks it well over 80%. Mm. Yeah, exactly. He did shank one, I'm pretty sure, on the, the weekend, though he came back and, and got the rest of them yeah. after that. But um, you'd think once Nathan Cleary, you know, that he only had, a, a what, two games back from a long-term knee injury, and then that game on the weekend he was backing up from Origin as well. Yeah. You'd have to think in the next week or two he probably gets goals back and yeah. probably a bit more dominance in yeah. involvement. We think he probably needs the goals to be... Up to you know, obviously certainly, certainly to match what his scores have been in the past. So yeah. he, his games, his six games this year, he's only played six games. Um, his scores I've got here: 69, 58, great start to the season. Then 22 in uh, 40 minutes when he got injured, uh, and then the last three games without goal kicking, he scored 37, 62 with a try. That try that pretty much secured his yep. origin spot, and then 33 last week. So two 30s and a you know try boosted 60. It's not they're not the greatest scores. You're paying big bucks for him. You expect fifty plus a week if you buy him. So, yeah, I'd really like to see him kick goals again before I brought him into my team. And the fact that they share kicking duties as well, don't they? Jimmy Just in general play, yeah. Jimmy and Nathan Cleary. Um, whereas someone yeah. like Sean Johnson does yeah, a lot does of kicking. Adam stuff. Reynolds does a lot of the yeah. kicking at the South Sydney Road. Tyrone Peachy, do you feel him in the centres is a worthy? Option considering, yeah, what do you get? Wanga last Blake week? probably not too far I was away. I say Wanga Blake back soon. Wanga Blake think? does 
pushes Peachy to the bench, so yeah. too much of a risk on Peachy for me. Yeah, I mean, good score last week, mm. but yeah, his utility value means yeah. he can be bumped around <coughs> wherever Penrith need mm. him to cover injuries or, or whatnot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, mm. I got a couple of centres in my team a few weeks ago and just thought yeah. I'll just stick with that. Fair enough. <laughs> if you just find two centres that can get 40 points, just yeah, stick exactly. with it. Um, before we move on, on Cleary, he's, uh, the fantasy dominance we've seen from him in his young career, he's, his halves partners have been mostly Bryce Cartwright, yeah. Tamari Martin and Tyrone Peachy, who all don't really do a lot of the, yeah. the kicking. Good so point. now, potentially that he's got a dominant kicker there, he's just going to take that correction as long as Jimmy's there. Um, yeah, that's probably a good scoring. point. I mean, Maloney had a couple of really quiet games at the start of the year when uh, the two were playing together, but then obviously when Cleary went, Maloney became the dominant playmaker. And then Cleary's come back and he's, Maloney's kind of still at that level or something yeah. close to it. So, yeah, they are really sharing the playmaking duties a lot more than they did at the start of the season. And that, yeah, while they're winning, that's going to continue. Mm. On, the, on the plus side, if he gets goals back and, you know, gets his, you know, fitness and everything out of the, the knee injury and origin back, he's going to be quite a bit cheaper than his, his starting price because yeah. he's dropped over 100 grand and he's got a, a high break even this week. So in a week or two, he could actually be a pretty um, appealing price for a, a borderline keeper. Yep. Good uh, point. Um, that's enough Panthers for now. Let's have a look at the Dogs up against the Titans. Um, Belmore, this game. Good to get back to Belmore. Dogs basically unchanged, which means no Reese Martin. Zap, come on. What's I've got going? no idea. <laughs> 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 I couldn't even believe there. when I turned on to watch the, um, the, uh, the Intrust Super, Super Premiership on the weekend. I saw Reese Martin in jersey, yeah. was it 19 or 23? Scoring tries, kicking goals. Reserve grades, I considered how well he'd played. Um, he averaged what fifty five. Yeah, he's been great. Made an, plenty of cash. I, yeah, I, I have no idea. There's what. a lot of speculation about various reasons why he might be out, but um, yeah, the upshot is he's still out again this week. He's yeah, aimed so to get his sell then. Well, his break even so low that if he if he plays another game or two, he's going to make a lot more money, and he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't made mm. that much. Yeah, I mean, he's got more to make if he plays one or two games. Exactly. And surely with, what have we got, another dozen games left in the season, he's going to play one more game at Does some Aiden, point? the return of Aiden Tolman impact him, do you think? I'm sure that's a factor. Yeah. So, that, I mean, the two Twitter theories are either that he was late to training or that there's a second-tier salary cap issue or yeah. a salary cap issue, um, which I don't know if either of those are right. I um, think he is in the top 30. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's top 30. Mm. You'd think so. Yeah. I mean, even with the way he's not a development squad no. player, so he's either top 30 or, yeah. or nothing. So I don't think the salary cap thing makes a lot of sense th with the way that the structure is this year. But yeah, like you said, maybe just having Tolman back as sort of, he's the one that's been bumped out of the... Um, the equation. The 17. Yeah. I mean, maybe they weren't close last week against a good Dragons team, so maybe he got bumped out for whatever reason and they performed reasonably well, so they've stuck with the same team, yep. that could be it, so if they have a poor game, he could come back. Um, I mean, they're playing the Titans, who they can beat this week as well, so... But yeah, I was you know, shocked when I turned the TV on the weekend, I saw him yeah. trotting out at North Sydney Oval on Saturday afternoon. Fingers crossed he keeps scoring enough tries that he forces his way back into that Absolutely. Yeah. top 17. Anyway, so we're saying hold for now and hope that he gets back. I, I think, think so. The so Moses Mboy, he's obviously another option for... Because he's a dual position player. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish I had him um, with the I've had him problems in the halves. Yeah. Yeah, so um, scoring mid-40s, which uh, is what you want for a fullback. He's, it's a bit under for a half, but the fact he can cover that spot for, say, if Sean Johnson yeah. is missing in, in a week, uh, is a handy um, replacement. So, uh, yeah, he had a good score on the week on Monday, 62. So, yeah, he's up there with the top top fullbacks. Mm. Not quite in the Kalen Ponga 
bracket, but yeah, the next rung behind him. It cost me a head to head on the weekend. I was going into oh, the really? last game and I needed Moses to score about 45 or less to hold on to a win, and he smashed it. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no other talking points at the dogs, really? No. Not really, no. Let's have a look at the. Uh, well, the Titans, is there much going on at the Titans? Um, Joy Arrow, a poor score, which um, hurt a few of us. Ryan James, a monster score, but um, pretty quiet fortnight prior to that. Yeah, so Ryan James just got 100, 105, so people are going to be interested. I must admit I'm one of them considering it. Um, he's, he's a weird one. So he averaged 46 before last week, which is nothing to write home about. In the past, uh, he's had some big seasons. He, I think he scored 60 points a game. A couple of years ago, 16. I yeah, think. yeah, with some monster scores that year as well. So he's obviously capable of, of you know, busting out massive scores. He scored two well. tries on the weekend. Two me. tries, forty something tackles, a lot of meters. Play the eighty minutes. Um, so in saying that, he played the eighty minutes a couple of weeks ago against the Knights and scored twenty nine. So it's sixty meters or something. Yeah. Exactly. So it depends if he's playing in the middle on on the edge, but his involvement can kind of. Vary a lot. Um, I've got his last five scores here, 73, 65, 29, 40, and 105. And his minutes were pretty much steady across that. So who knows what you're going to get from any given week. He does play round 17, mm. which is good for overall points. No Jared Wallace this week as well. No Jared Wallace. So one week, but... Yeah, so for overall, if you're buy planning for overall, round 17 is really tough. There's pretty much four players who are 50-point players who are going to... Uh, be available that game, assuming Ryan James doesn't get called up to Origin or something. Uh, it's James, uh, Cameron McInnes, uh, and the two Warriors, Johnson and Tohu Harris. So, yeah, you could get all four of those guys if you really want to score big in that round, but I don't know. You, you think he's a, he's a pass, hard pass? Oh, just, a, just the consistency is a bit of a At risk. At 770K, is that... So he's the same kind of price as a, yeah. as a Nathan Brown, who is very consistent. Yep. He should give you around 50 most games and then the odd 75. So, yeah, I'd take Brown. Yeah, he's the average of 58 in the last three games. Well, that's it. He's going to have little patches where... Or the average of 62 in the last five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. He, he had a run of four or five games about a month ago of scoring 50s and 60s. Well, I don't think Ryan James hit 50 for the first five five or six weeks. Yeah. So he's actually, from that point on, he's been pretty good other than that little two-game yeah. spell yeah. heading into this week. So, yeah, he's not a bad buy. Just be prepared that he could score anything. Like, <laughs> he could get 30, he could get 70. Could be great, could be it's not great. It's hard to know. Yep. Quick reminder before we move on that NRL Fantasy is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off ticket tech vouchers. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. The Dragons up against the Seagulls could potentially get a bit ugly for Manly, although last time I said that, they almost beat the Roosters. Um, Dragons unchanged, what a surprise. It's happened roughly 13 weeks in a row now, other than a few little tweaks on their bench. Um, looks like uh, DeBellin and hopefully Hunt passed the little injury niggles. Hunt, mm -hmm. I'm less convinced, but DeBellin looked fine. Um, in origin, he's actually been scoring okay of late. DeBellin and uh, Ewan Aitken along with DeBellin probably the only two real fantasy talking points there at the moment. Yeah, I think McGuinness, Cameron McGuinness yeah. is in a bit of a run as well so uh, he's in the mix um, otherwise it's basically, you know, as we've said before um, they've got Jason Nightingale playing off the bench these days. Yeah. Those bench wingers. That's a little bit odd. A weird thing but, um, you know, whatever, they're coming first or second, they can do what they like. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting to know I, um, 
Did I hear yesterday with Widdop and James Graham going over, you know, obviously if they get through this weekend injury mm. free going to that Denver test, I think the Dragons are flying a staff member with them. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, and they got, they're the one team that gets really affected by that Denver test. They play early in the round after. It's Thursday or Friday afterwards. Yeah, yeah so. A really short turnaround. You can almost, <coughs> you know, write off those guys' chances of playing or, I don't know, playing big minutes for Graham, so that's going to affect them. But until now, they've had no speed bumps at all in terms no. of missing players or anything. Mm. Um, uh, I believe say last week, yeah, Tarek seems topping the scores. What, yeah. week before you've had DeBell and Vent Fazil. Oh, they just, they just yeah. take turns, don't they? Yeah. One guy will go, go big, uh, the rest will do fine. So, yeah, apart from McGuinness and Aitken, as we've said, Nothing hugely new fantasy-wise. No. Let's have a look at Manly. There's a few talking points there. Um, Api Korosau, a big headache for a few of us. He's out for 8-10. to 10. Um, Really short spell at the start of last week. Scored a try. He was well in front of a point per minute. I was hoping it was going to be one of his 70 or 80s, and then he got hurt, unfortunately. Um, rookie Hooker comes in. They're, um, they're pretty set on not using Jackson Hastings, and if they can help it, not using Lewis Brown. So um, Manasi Fanu comes in, he starts at hooker. He's been a, a gun player in the 20s. I think he was their 20s player of the year yep. when they won the comp. Um, so he's uh, certainly got some potential, although as a young hooker, I don't know how much we can expect out of him. He was part of that side last year, wasn't it? That came yeah, I think he was eighth and they win the premiership. Yeah, beat Parra in the grand final from memory. Yeah, so, you know, promising player. Uh, he's base price, 212000 uh, He'll play, what, six or eight rounds if... Coruscant's out for eight or ten weeks, considering they've got... A CK, and I, CK and I were saying, yes, they Dom, eight to ten weeks with, what are we, round 15? Yeah. It's 25 season. Manly, you might as well say, Manly, yeah. more often, more than likely not going to play finals. Point. Does yeah, Trent Barrett bring even back, yeah. bring Appy back for one or two, three games? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so what you Especially with a broken foot, depending mm. on how that heals, the, the how small the bones are. Like, it's probably... Yeah, there's no point risking The young kid anything. could get... Yeah, yeah, ten games towards the back end of the year. Yeah, and, they, and Manly will know by that yeah. point of the season whether they're a chance or not of making the eight. And if they are a chance, then they're probably going to be disinclined to disrupt their team. Yeah. If, if they're going to make the eight after twenty three weeks, it's probably because Farney's going well. Yeah, so. yeah, Just all good month. points. So um, you're convincing me that he's a must buy. Job, <laughs> yeah. job security looks good. Is probably the point of that story. Yeah. Absolutely. If he, if there's, with Jackson Hastings, it's. Yeah, he's, he's not obviously he's not, not going to play. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Louis Brown's just yeah. he's a utility. Yeah, if you've got a young hooker that can play number nine, why not put him? Yeah, I mean, who knows how he plays, but if he goes all right, he'll stick around. At the very least, he's a cash out option. They'll free up a lot of money. Yeah, best case, he's a cash cow who will make a lot of money. And and mm. pretty much all rookies or a lot of rookies have done really well this season. Um, you know, better than expected. You know, going back all the start of the season, they've been all great. So, yeah, if you need to free up cash, he's obviously the guy to get this week. Otherwise, the uh, the brothers Turbo, both uh, keepers, first of the year, and Marty Tapao is putting in some monster scores. I picked him up last week, Marty Tapao. So yeah, good week to do. Was he got 81 last week? So A lot of busts. Yeah. Just that big right on Fen, just getting rid of blokes. 47 offloads for the year. Yeah, he's killing it. He is, so yeah, it was a nice little pickup. Cool. Sharks up against the Broncos. Be a, a cold Saturday night out there at Southern Cross Group Stadium. Um, Sharks unchanged. Uh, I was out at this uh, this game against the Tigers last week, and, and Paul Gallany was pretty impressive. Mm. Big base stats. He ended up with 90 because he uh, barged over for a try, as well as uh, throwing the last pass for Val Holmes' runaway try. Uh, a lot cheaper than he started the season. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's an interesting one. He, he had a lot of season highs in that game last week. So obviously 90 points is well and truly above his uh, next best score this year. He played 69 minutes, which was a high. Got a try assist. Uh, got a try, got an assist, got a line break. Uh, hadn't done any of that this year. 43 tackles is the most he's had in a game. 200 metres is the most. Three tackle breaks is the equal most. So, yeah, all that said, I don't know if that means it's a, it's a real one-off game or if he's turned the corner and going to do what he's done in previous seasons. Um, yeah, last three games he scored 40, 37, 38. So, um, oh no, sorry, 48. So... Mm. Yeah, I mean, if the price tag is the seller, isn't it? Six thirty nine. It is. It's uh, yeah. So if you if you're strapped for cash, he's obviously a, a guy to gamble. Well, he's a hundred and what forty, hundred thirty thousand cheaper than a Nathan Brown. Or yeah, a, yeah. You'd feel Ryan, safer with Nathan James. Brown in your system yeah. than with Paul Gallon. Well, well, that's it. At yeah. this point, it depends if you, yeah, what your money situation is really, because you're also if you bring him in, you're using up one of the spots in your twenty one. You're not going to sell him again, really. You want him to be a keeper. So if he ends up scoring just under 50 points a game and you could have put a 55-point player there, that's going to be annoying at the end of the season. But yeah. Um, so I'll probably give him another week. If he gets anything above 50 next week, then you start really considering him as a, as a keeper. But, um, yeah, if you're strapped for cash, then he's yeah a really good option. He's done it every year for the last five years. He scored really well, so... Yeah, forever really. So this is one real down a year. So maybe he's going to um, lift finish off with a bang. Yeah, um, Fafita still scoring pretty well despite his minutes taking a hit. And uh, just in the back line, Jesse Ramian and Val Holmes both putting uh, a few scores together as well. Ramian's scoring so many tries. Did he got another yeah. one on the weekend. He's got seven yeah. tries for the year. Yeah, averaging what 112 run meters. He's got five offloads, three tries. Yes. Yeah, he looks a really good player. Yeah, ran through up for the Knights to score uh, late in that Tigers game. Yeah, handy pick up for the Knights. Yeah, yeah, really good pickup. Perfect. And Val Holmes, I can't believe he scored twelve tries this season. Yeah, and seven in the. When last we talked about the start of the season, how disappointed everyone was yeah. at how he played, he's really lifted. Yeah, yeah. Last what four to six weeks, he's been exceptional for the Sharkies. Yeah, yeah. Seven tries in his last four games. I'm pretty sure. Would you say Jesse Ramian, the one of the form centers? He is yeah. at the moment. I mean, the one concern is if you pick him up in fantasy and you stop scoring tries. Yeah. I mean, he, like an Aitken or someone, does he? His scores go down to 20s, it's probably true, but that goes for a lot of players. Latrell Mitchell's a bit reliant on tries as well, so mm. um, yeah, he's, he's certainly one of the, the top ones. Isan Masters I really like just because he doesn't need tries to score points, but every other centre kind of does, so he's as good as any of them. Fair enough. Uh, Broncos, uh, no major changes there. James Roberts comes back after getting uh, rested post-origin. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr., who's in my team, still scored okay yep. off the bench. Um, Jaden Sewer scored okay. Um, Jermaine Izarko, who the longer the season goes on, the more I realise I sold him way too early. He got, what, 50 plus? Yeah, I sold him last week. I probably sold him, I think, at the same time of the season as <laughs> Gates sold him. Just keeps banging out those 50s every m- month that he pumps out one or two of them and just mm. keeps bumping his price along. Yeah, so they're all going well. And can goal kick too, the kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's been a great kicker. find, hasn't he? he? Well, obviously, what was it? Jordan Carr, who was kicking at the start of the season, then had mm. that broken jaw, then they gave the kicking duties to him, and then. Hasn't looked back. Hasn't looked back. Yeah. So, never sell him. That's my tip now. Never sell Asako? Yeah. He's a great, <laughs> um, just, you know, depth bench player. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If Pangoy Jr. continues to start from the bench, CK, do you think that will impact his. Fantasy scores, what's he's averaging, what, well, 43 for the season, 56 from the last three? Yeah. 
games. Yeah, I mean, it, for a bit there, it looked like he was going to be a, a real good scorer because he hit a few 60s when mm. he was playing 80 minutes. So he's not a keeper anymore, but there's no yeah. huge hurry to get rid of get him. Get rid yeah. of him. They play round 17 if you're looking at overall. So yeah, I think we knew that Alex Glenn and Josh McGuire were both going to come back yeah. sooner rather than later, and now they're both back. Yeah, you know, it's no real surprise. Same goes for Jaden Sewer, who will probably lose his. Starting second row spot when Gillett uh, comes back. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, just keep uh, you know enjoying the points while you while you're getting him. Fair enough. The um, the next game of the round is the Knights up against the Storm. Uh, Knights copped another injury. Jamie Bure gone for the year, which is a massive blow for him. He hasn't had a whole lot of luck the last couple of years uh, with injury. Daniel Saifidi sounds like might be out for a while as well. Um, a couple of little reshuffles in their forward pack. Not a great deal doing there either, fantasy-wise, other than obviously Callum Ponga, who's just been absolutely sensational um, this year. Connor Watson's been a bit sluggish since his uh, red-hot month. Um, Sione Matadi is scoring some points, but it's mostly try-assisted. Yeah, scoring lots of tries, Matadi. At the moment, Ponga uh, Ponga's incredible. Uh, do we think he's going to play Origin? There's a lot of talk after Queensland lost, and then... Yeah. Ponga impressed again. It all depends on Slater for me. If Slater plays, then yeah. you have to drop two blokes to get Ponga in. Yeah. And it was interesting when we were down at the uh, Rabbitohs media op earlier in the week, um, Dom, CK and I were down, I was chatting to Greg Inglis and he actually said how talented this kid is. Yeah. And you could almost sense from GI that he wants Caelan Ponga in their side. Yeah. Whether you have him at one, whether you have him as you're 14, but yeah. you almost get that sense that there was people want him and want to see him yeah. in the Origin series. There was one moment in that Roosters game, it didn't really amount to much, but um, when uh, fielding a kick in the in goal, Ponga picks up, there's Roosters defenders coming at him. The first one is James Tedesco, who th- two days earlier or whatever had just destroyed Queensland, and Ponga hilariously wrong foots him and Tedesco ends up face first on the ground and... and that you know, the NRL Twitter account tweeted it, got a lot of likes. Um, I think Queensland fans saw that and thought, "This is you know, this kid's the future. If this guy can you know embarrass Tedesco, then we want him." So, but yeah, where do you fit him in that Queensland team? It's probably a bench spot, which he hasn't really played. Um, but yeah. you know, he's a weapon, so he's great. Who knows? I mean, he could come on against some tired forwards and do some damage. But if you play him on the bench to get him onto the field. You got to take someone else off, and in yeah. the the defensive side of things, like where where on the field are you going to yeah. put him? If he's not a and he's an out and out fullback. Yeah, that's the thing. He's, yeah. he's not a Morgan or a Milford that can play six, seven, one. I mean, he probably could, but he's a he hasn't done enough. He's a genuine number one. Yeah, and does Kevin Walters say times up to Billy Slater or does he <laughs> give Billy op- you know, the, not. the chance to finish his Origin career this year? Yeah. And um, Not like Billy's Kane. been going bad either. No, he's obviously yeah. had that hamstring injury, and um, but yeah, is it? Yeah, be a yeah, I suppose it could also depend on what happens in Game Two of Origin. If New South Wales win, does do they look to the does future? Kevin Walters look to the future and give Caelan Ponga an opportunity in Game Three? But he's yeah, he's been outstanding this year, fantastic, and it's almost in some ways the injury to Mitchell Pearce has yeah mm. highlighted this kid even more and how. Good he is, and yep. it's almost like Newcastle have relied on him a lot over the last oh, six yeah. to eight weeks. He's carried Mitchell not there. Yeah. What's remarkable is that opposition teams know that he's basically yep. the only threat, and they're targeting him. And other than probably the Sharks game where they really, really went after him, no one's been able to even contain him, even despite knowing that he's the only real threat. Yeah, he's been. Oh, 
he's been a real fine, or not a real fine, but just even better than what I thought. Yep, he could have been. Yeah, we all knew he was going to be amazing, but to be this amazing this quickly is yep. just phenomenal. Um, they take on the Storm. It's going to be a massive ask uh, for the Knights. Um, Storm not without their problems. Jesse Bromwich set to miss four to six with a hammy strain. They've listed um, Billy Slater to return, so fingers crossed he gets through that injury free. They've actually got um, two centres coming back from suspension as well. Curtis Scott and Will Chambers both available this week. Um, probably the big fantasy talking point is uh, the captain. Yeah. Lee Smith. Have you guys both got Smith in your I team? I bought him last week. sorted out that Gave him the armband on his, on his Merchant's debut. So what are you doing? Averaging 75 in his last three games. That's good, isn't it? So him or Cook? That's the big question. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I, I think you've almost got to go Cameron Smith. He's just got that almost like that weight <laughs> off his shoulders. No origin. Yeah. You know, they I should suppose there's been talk about the Storm's form and where it's been all year, mm. and it's almost like he's taken it upon himself to take the team to that next level. Yeah. And he was exceptional once again um, the other night. I was trying to find some highlights to put in the uh, the fantasy video, and there weren't any because it was 50 tackles and 250 yeah. kick meters and six goals, and there was no bust, no assists, not even a lot of running. He just it was all base stats, and he just racked does them up. so well, doesn't he? And he can do that most weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's going to be, he's, they should score some points against the Knights, you'd think, unfortunately, as a Knights fan. Especially with the inclusions of Scott, Chambers, yeah. Slater. Yeah, definitely. Um, by the same token, Damien Cook's playing against the Eels, could get some points as well. He's had a, mm. a week off, so, yeah, but I think just they're both going to be racing for. Well, I think the luxury that Craig Bellamy has now, the fact that in previous years, during this origin period, when Smith has played and Mm. They have been up a bit. He's brought him off with 15, 20 to go or 10 to go, whereas this year you'll have the luxury of just allowing him to play 80 minutes yeah. of footy. So you almost... Yeah, you saw what we saw last week with Seabold. He's rested his four origin plays straight up after yeah. an origin. So. And, and as you say, Smith will probably I mean, just get better during the origin yeah. period with the other Storm players being uh, rested a bit. So, yeah. Do you You've almost got to have him as captain. You reckon Chambers needs a big game after uh, copying a bit of a bath in origin? <laughs> Yeah. I th- yeah, I think so. I reckon Josh out of car would have reminded him of yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, training. Um, yeah, I think so. I think Curtis Scott will have a big game. Yeah. Obviously, He'll I'm be sure Craig probably had a f- quiet <laughs> word to him about <laughs> Quiet words, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe a few quiet words behind a closed door, Don. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's, um, they were pretty good on the weekend, the Storm. Yep. Yeah, that second half was, was something else. Uh, last but not least, the Tigers up against the Raiders. Um, Tigers got a few changes. Tui Lola here dropped again um, to accommodate, I think, uh, Malachi Watenis Lesnak returning and Corey Thompson back at fullback. Um, recall for Robbie Rocco, a few reshuffles. But it's all about the centres, really, for the Tigers. Yeah, I knew it was going well, and SR Masters, I know you touched on him before, but was it 68? Without a try, it was like six busts and four offloads and 100 and almost close to 200 metres. Yeah, 193 metres, four goals as well. Uh, yeah, he, he really kind of sums up the Tigers. Like uh, this year, doesn't score a lot of tries. I think he's only had one try all year, but does everything else so well. Um, and that's kind of the Tigers. They don't score a lot of points, but they still win a lot of games just by you know grinding teams out and. Yep. Um, and, yeah, all their outside backs, a lot of offloads, a lot of tackle breaks, um, just really gritty. So, yeah, Masters is, is the man in the centres in fantasy this year. It's been their talking point. He has mm. their back five. Now we've got Lola, mm. what, Lola here out. 
It'd be interesting to see if the Moses MBI yeah. um, move to the Tigers before June 30 happens because we'll probably shake up that back five as well. Mm. Well, I mean, he'd be the fullback, wouldn't he? Yeah. Because they've been swapping between Lola here and, and Corey Thompson. But you, you take Moses Embite fullback over, over either of those guys and then Corey Thompson ends up... You'd have to think Lola here's out of the side. It doesn't seem like yeah. he's in favour anyway. And then Thompson ends up vying with you know Malachi and Nofaluma and, and everyone Kevin, else for that. Yeah, you know, Kevin, Kevin Guama. Yeah. And those wing spots. But these are masters. I mean, we touched on it yesterday or in the um, fantasy show earlier in the week. How For me, he's been one of the most underrated players this year. Yeah, definitely. His ability to offload. But interesting when you watch their back five, how they play, like you say, Dom, Isar Masters is just an example of the, the type of football they play. Yeah. He's been a real fine and very impressive. Mahe Fanua is a tackle-breaking machine with that mean haircut. Yep. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a couple, another couple of forwards, really, in the centre. They are. Crashing through for hit-ups. Is he a chance, do you think, Isar Masters for the... Kiwi uh, team? Could be. I think it's wide open. Yeah. I think it's wide open. Yeah. It'd have to be a shoe wouldn't he? Who's he competing with? Fare, Hiku, these sort of guys. He's going better than anyone. Yeah. They had, I think, 22 and 21 carries against the Sharks. The most in the game, I think, was yeah. um, was Master, was Fenua and, and Gallon, I think, both had yeah. 22. So more carries than anyone else on the team, more than the fullback, the wingers, the, yeah. the forwards. They're just such a focal point when they're working the ball out. Um, Raiders... They, um, Josh Hodgson's back is probably the, the big news for Raiders fans. I don't know if it's massive fantasy news other than it's probably time to sell Silva Havili for the people that... Yeah, I sold him a few weeks ago. Silva Havili, really? yeah. yeah. Just I saw them last week as well. I think, him, they, pla- got I think they plateaued out, the Raiders, and he plateaued out. And yeah, he's been going all right, but yeah, now that he's on the bench, yeah. he'll drop off uh, significantly. Yeah, bittersweet uh, uh, week on the injury front for the Raiders. Rapana out. Torn hamstring, a couple of months probably. That was an it eventful look, 58 yeah. minutes for Jordan yeah. last week. Came up with one of the best 40-20s I've seen all season. It's convincing, that 40-20. Yeah. Scored a try, a couple of Absolute. errors which comes with his game. Absolute clangers with yeah. the ball in hand as well. 40-20 yeah. was just yeah. out of the box. I mean, Raiders fans would love to have both him and Hodgson fit on the same field. Mm. At last, but uh, one's in, one's out. Still, I think Hodgson backs is is massive. If, oh. he, if he does play as named, the Raiders aren't that far off the top eight. He's their best player. He could spark them for a bit of a late charge. Um, mm. Yeah, as you say, months and one week since he did his ACL. That's one of the yeah, shortest ACL comebacks ever. They just frustrate me, the Raiders, watching them because I imagine there's that many times Ricky Stewart sends the message out: hold the ball, complete mm. set, kick yeah. long, and. That's when you they think do. they need to do that, they just consistently come up with errors. And that have a field them. goal. And the, the Rapana drop when he took the quick tap off the, the penalty, just absolute clangers when it was the last thing they needed. Yeah. yeah. Just had to close it out. And they've, like, they should be comfortably in the top eight. Should be. Yeah. I think Hodgson makes a huge Oh, ab- no, like I he think just, he'll be huge for them. He does run the show and he kind of is the main playmaker, yep. even though uh, the hubs are there. So. He should help. Um, Papali's been good. Yeah, he's been really good. He's been exceptional since he was dropped yeah. early in the season. Yeah, he, and he, backing up from Origin, he was yeah. just phenomenal. Yeah, best score of the year in fantasy, 74. Uh, so he's an option. Uh, Nick Kotrick's scoring a lot of tries as well, even if their results are up and down. So he's another option. I think he's available in both outside back position, centre and yep. winger fullback. So, uh, yeah, he's an option if you want to gamble on a winger. But... Um, 
Nice one. Well, that takes us to the end of the uh, the teens. Let's get into a couple of questions via the old tweeter. Uh, Mount Smart Joker, will Reese Martin find his way back into the 17 hold or sell? Well, we'd well, love don't to. Know. We'd love to <laughs> yeah. give you an answer, Mr. Joker. I think it's a hold, considering it's a hold at the moment. How good he's been and how cheap he still is. But uh, fingers crossed, really, that he plays in the next. Well, I think weeks. I think that Aiden Tolman factor has mm. probably not helped him because Aiden yeah. Tolman can play that. 80 minutes, he can play in the middle. If he had to play on the edge, he could. Yeah. And that's sort of... Yeah, it's... it's just considering for fantasy coaches. It is. And considering the dog's results this year, that they've kind of, he's a bit of a find. He's just the kind of player you'd think you'd give game time to in a season where you're struggling. He's mm. been a real find, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully he gets picked in the next mm. couple... I'm still hoping he's going to be a late inclusion this week. He's in the reserves. And the thing well, is, yeah, it could happen. And the only thing is, obviously, with the dogs, there's only really... you know. Clemmer on representative duty, so it's mm. it's not like there's a Jackson or an Adam Elliott or mm. you know obviously well there's Raymond Fartalamana who could play yeah. for the Samoan team, but or yeah. if he gets picked for the Kiwis, but you know he's not going to be replacing a back row who's going to be mm. rested. Is there any chance if uh, say an Aaron Woods makes a move? Yeah, well, before the end of the if month, that happens, then yeah, you obviously reshuffles and you Tolman probably, probably Tolman moves to the front row with Clemmer. Yeah. And then Reese Martin probably comes back into the frame. Yeah. Or if Embai goes, they need a mm. kicker. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's the other option because he is yeah. a handy goal kicker. Yeah. Slightly off topic, but Rafe back in form on the weekend. He dropped a bit of cash. Sixteen. Uh, those injury affected scores, but yes, putting back together some some keeper potential. Yeah. Have you still got him? No. No. I don't have him either. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Rafe. <laughs> Sorry, Rafe. <laughs> Um, Kenny asks, is Gallon actually worth a look? His minutes have been increasing and is a potential bargain. Also, how many trades will you all have left after this round and what's your rank team value? Um, I don't even know what my rank or team value is. I don't watch it. I think the Gallon thing is worthy because he's only at 639 compared to, a, like as we said, a Nathan Brown, a Ryan James. Yeah. A if, if at the start of the season someone said, after round 14 you could buy Paul Gallon for that price and he's coming off at 90, then you'd say yes every yeah. day of the week. Uh, it's only that his minutes and scores have been down on usual yeah. in the first half of the season. That's a bit of a worry. And as we've said, there's lots of other options in the forwards. Uh, yeah, so I still think if you've got the money to afford a, even, a, even a Nathan Brown or... Travojevic or... Yeah, exactly. Any of those guys, then they're the safer options. Um, but if you don't, then... then go not, he's not the at, worst option. No, definitely. Um, and he's, you know, he's based at, the, at least he should score 45 points a game. Yeah. The thing is, it's his minutes that have come down. You can see that's what Flanagan's doing, yeah. rotating and trying to look after his older players and that forward pack. Exactly. Yeah. Well, his minutes, he played 70 minutes the week before he got his knee injury. And then since he's come back, he's played 52 minutes, 59 minutes, 63 minutes and 69 minutes. They've gone up every week since he came back yeah. from his knee injury. So a um, bit of a trend. If he averages 65 minutes per game from here on, then... Yeah, it could be a bit of a bargain. Yeah. Um, Feta Hiku asks, G'day, what's the inside word on Reese Martin's chance? Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Feta Hiku, we can't talk more about no Reese Martin. We'd love to tell you the answer, but we don't know. Um, second up question from the Joker. What is Manase Fanu's job security like? Will he see big minutes? Matty Wright did a good job last week filling in for Coruscant. Um Matty Wright, I don't imagine would have had to make 42 tackles in a game <laughs> nah. too often in his That's career. That's why do that many tackles. Um, he did okay, but I thought they, they really lacked some direction once Happy went off. And I don't think, you know, without, you know, it's not really Matty Wright's fault, he's a winger, but I don't think he's the answer at, at hooker. So you'd have to think Fanu's. Yeah. 
it, it's a strong indication that they've brought in a specialist hooker. Even yeah, from he'd at gym. least play. You'd like to think he'd play at least sixty minutes. Yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah, can't expect him to play eighty straight away, but he'll play big minutes, and he's so cheap that if he make you know makes thirty. Yeah, and tackles. as we said, like if Appy is out for the worst case scenario ten weeks, then that's season done for Manly, and you'd almost mm. expect, depending how the kid goes, he could finish the season in the number nine jersey. Yeah, and all he needs if he if he scores thirty five or forty uh, a week for six weeks, he'll make heaps of cash. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, if that's what you want, if you want a mid-season cash cow now and boost your stocks for the uh, last few rounds, then he's the obvious mm. buy. Or even if you just want to free up a lot of money now, he's the he's the guy to get. Um, yeah, and as I've said, a lot of rookies have come in and scored well straight away this season. So, yeah, I guess like. playing hook is no guarantee though. We saw Jeremy Marshall King when he was playing hooker get yeah, 60 minutes and average what mid mid 20s or something. So it's um, I guess no no certainty, but uh, yeah, like you say, there's a lot going for it. Clint Laslett asks, obviously, Sean Johnson and Adam Reynolds are great halves option. What do you think of Chad Townsend as a cheaper keeper, rhyme intended? <laughs> um, I don't know if keeper's a word I'd associate with Yeah, Chad Townsend, averaging 44. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty good player, but if you pack your team with pretty good players, you're going to have a pretty good team, and you want a great team at the end of the year, which yeah. is why you really pumped for guys who score 50 plus, 55 uh, ideally. So um, yeah, I'd try to find some money and, and bring in one of those big guns. Yeah. I mean, it is nothing hard. against Chad, but Sean gives you that X factor, doesn't he? he yeah, especially. He can run 90 and score a drive. Yeah. yeah, especially right now. And, and in those head-to-head games, you want those guys who can bust yeah. out those massive scores and win you the game. Create something out of nothing and yeah. Sean gives you that. I know uh, Chad's got the goals this year. He's got back-to-back 50-plus scores and I think two or three, three other 50-plus scores this year. But, yeah, when it all comes out in the wash, an average of 44 is probably not not quite good enough for my liking. Um, brings us to the end of the questions. Any final thoughts before we wrap this baby up? Zap, you got anything? No, just... You're going you're gonna to pay attention to make I am going to. <laughs> I've, made, I've made some trades. But um, there are four trades available this week. It's kind yeah, of a I bit of a that, yeah. bonus. Should we talk round. about that? It's more just to, uh, it's I guess, give the option to people who want to try and get a full team in both bye weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's really just a, a bonus thing ahead of round 17. I personally think round 17 is going to be so hard regardless because there, there's not that many good scorers and you don't want to have... Uh, you want to be setting up for your run home for you know your ideal 17. So uh, I wouldn't panic too much and make heaps of trades unless... You know, it's going to help you long term. Unless you've got a injured Appy Coruscant on your side. But yep. other than that, a lot of injuries. But yeah, but now is the time to be cashing out the Pete Cash Cows. Although we've said that and we've said mm. how we've gone too early with Azako and all these guys. But still, yeah, get load up on guns now and then, you know, post big scores for the rest of the run home. I think I pulled the wrong rein on John Olive last week. I had Sione Katara in, and then I decided against him, and I was tossing up between Tuala and Olive, and I think I so got So do you have Tuala, CK? No, I don't. I should have him instead of Olive, but I don't. I feel a bit bad there. I uh, talked up on I remember CK spoke about it a few weeks ago. Yeah. We did speak about it, and I, I have him on my side, so... Tuala or Olive? Tuala, yes. Yeah. Mm. I jave Tuala as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, in hindsight, his job security is probably <laughs> better than Olive, because he's out of the team when J-Moz gets back in yes. four or five weeks, yeah. whereas... Tuala could be the answer for the rest of the year. But who knows, if Olive gets 40 this week and the week after, he'll make you some cash. Fingers crossed. Yep. Alrighty, let's leave it there. Thanks for joining us again, lads. We've got the, um, the fantasy 
preview video going up um, Wednesday afternoon, or the late mail, obviously, at nro.com. If you other podcasts to listen to, if you want to check out Zach Bailey and Jamie Soward tomorrow, or Steve Renoff and Joel Gould today talking all things Queensland, head to nro.com. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you all next week.